This Marketplace podcast is supported by Invest Puerto Rico. Build the future in paradise. Puerto Rico, a hub for innovators brimming with world-class talent and a thriving entrepreneurial ecosystem. Learn more at investpr.org backslash marketplace today. Recently on the Marketplace Morning Report, you heard our Democracy in the Desert series. We took you to places characterized by researchers as news deserts to see what communities stand to lose when they're without a local news ecosystem, especially during an election year. This kind of reporting takes resources. David Brancaccio went on a six-day reporting trip with two of our producers, grounding themselves in these communities and meeting locals who are trying to find solutions and fill the gaps. Every donation to Marketplace helps sustain this kind of in-depth journalism. Please give what you can today at marketplace.org slash donate. China is hoping its aviation sector will be the wind beneath its wings. Hello, and you're listening to the Marketplace Morning Report, live from the BBC World Service. I'm Leanna Byrne. Good morning. Asia's biggest air show has opened today, and one of the main attractions already shown is China's first domestically produced passenger jet. The BBC's Monica Miller is there in Singapore. Monica, tell us what the buzz is like. What can you see? I have covered this uh, back in 2020 and 2022, which was during the pandemic, and it was an incredibly quiet time. In fact, a lot of people had pulled out of it, but there is so much energy on this first day. Uh, There's about a thousand participants from more than 50 countries, and uh, the the participants are split 50-50 between commercial air as well as defense, so there's just a lot of interest in this space, particularly here in Southeast Asia, which is a region where travel is growing abundantly. Also on the defense front with the ongoing geopolitical tensions around the world, we have a lot of military officials and governments that are here looking at the hardware uh, and figuring out what it is they're going to need to move forward. Now, there's been a lot of buzz about this new passenger jet that China has unveiled. Tell us a little bit about that. It's quite a story, actually. Back in 2018, I remember seeing this tiny little booth of Comac, which is China's homegrown uh, jet maker. And it had a little booth and it had a little model of what the plane might look like. And then lo and behold, last Sunday, I saw it in the sky. And that is just remarkable because projects like this can take decades to make. And they got it up fairly quickly. Now, the caveat with the Comac, which is a narrow body airplane that could rival Airbus as well as Boeing one day. Those are duopoly that sell many of the planes that we all sit on. Is that the Comac has only been regulatorily approved in China. So it flies domestically. Now that's a massive market with many people. It's the world's second biggest economy, which is nothing to sneeze at. But if we think we're going to be getting on those airplanes in places like Europe or North America anytime soon, uh, that it is going to take a while for them to get over that hurdle. Yeah, presumably they will look to get regulatory approval elsewhere. They will. And that is a big part of their their business plan. I mean, eventually, uh, there will need to be more competition in this space. I mean, one thing that people are seeing here with Airbus uh, in particular is that they, they just can't fill the orders fast enough. Now, something else really big on the agenda for the aviation sector is going green. Have you seen any major developments there at the air show in terms of sustainability? 
And one of the biofuels that has been talked about and is really kind of what people are putting their emphasis on is something called sustainable aviation fuel. It's made up of recycled vegetable oil and animal fats. And that is seen as something that you can mix within the aviation fuel with things like kerosene that will bring down those emissions problem is it's three to five times more expensive than traditional aviation fuel and not many people make it right now in the marketplace there's less than one percent of the amount of staff as they call it that would be able to uh, you know feed the industry but they're going to need hundreds of tons of it in order for it to meet that zero emissions goal by 2050 all right the bbc's monica miller in singapore thanks for joining us in marketplace it's been a pleasure Now, let's do the numbers. Staying with China, the country's central bank cut its benchmark mortgage interest rate from 4.2% to 3.95% to give its property sector a boost. And elsewhere in the travel sector, the Intercontinental Hotels Group reported a 23% boost in its profits, coming in at just over $1 billion. Now, thousands of doctors in South Korea have walked out in protests because they're against plans to boost the number of medical students. The government says it wants to solve a shortage of healthcare staff, but many doctors fear if there's more doctors in the system, so more supply for the demand, that could lower their earnings. The BBC's Jean McKenzie is in Seoul. The number of medical students admitted to university here each year hasn't changed in more than 25 years. But the demand for medical services has surged thanks to South Korea's rapidly ageing population. Shortages are particularly acute in rural areas, with patients often forced to travel to Seoul for specialist services such as cancer treatment or obstetric care. But the striking doctors say more medical staff won't necessarily address the regional shortages. With healthcare heavily privatised, they're worried it'll just mean more competition for them and lower earnings. That was Jean McKenzie with that report. In Spain, the northeastern region of Catalonia has been suffering a record-breaking drought. The region's government has now declared a state of emergency and introduced tough restrictions on the use of water, which is having a big impact on businesses. The BBC's Guy Hedgeco reports. Water pours out of the Bayels Dam north of Barcelona into the Llobregat River. The water level here is perilously low, and with reservoirs in this area now on average only 16% full, the regional government of Catalonia has declared a state of emergency. Merichel Serret is Catalonia's Minister for Foreign Action. We consider it the worst drought for 100 years or more. The state of emergency means water use is being tightly restricted. Town halls have to limit the amount of water per inhabitant to 200 litres per day, and the industry must cut back water use by a quarter. Those who flout the restrictions will face fines. On the outskirts of Barcelona, Canaletas, a company that makes and exports drinking fountains, is cutting back its water consumption. Jordi Morera is the company's owner. Por ahora, este 25% en la industria... That 25% reduction in water use, I think industry can adapt to it. Not all, but most industry at least, if it's for a short time. But if this goes on indefinitely, it's going to be a serious problem. But while industry struggles with new water restrictions, it's agriculture that faces the toughest measures. Livestock farmers must cut their water use by half and crop farmers have to reduce water use by 80%.
I'm in central Barcelona where hundreds of farmers have driven into the center of the city in their tractors and they're staging a protest here. One of the things they're very concerned about is the impact of the drought on their future. Xavier Oliva, who has taken part in this protest, has a cereal farm in the countryside near Barcelona. If it hasn't rained by the time May arrives, when we have to plant crops for the coming year, it would be a very big risk for us to start planting as normal. So we'll plant 80% less crop than normal or even less than that, and that means cutting our income. And it's pushing us closer and closer to a situation where we'll have to shut down our farms. The ultimate solution to this crisis, of course, is rain. But after more than three years without normal rainfall, Catalans don't know when it will come. I'm the BBC's Guy Hedgeco for Marketplace. And that's it from the Marketplace Morning Report from the BBC World Service. My producer today was Naomi Rainey. Our editor is Joe Critcher. And I'm Leanna Byrne. Have a great day and thanks for listening.